Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, and I'm joined by my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your busy day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. We would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Get that automatically delivered to your uh, phone or whatever you listen on every Wednesday. Also share this with a friend on Facebook or YouTube, Instagram. Uh, And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you who are like us trying to get better every week visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the leading hope community today kevin is episode 165 165 you've titled this the year of hard things yep that sounds that sounds difficult (laughs) accurate It sounds difficult. So it is uh, February 8th at the time of this podcast release. Woo. And um, I don't, some people are like hardcore in the like, uh, I've got a word of the year. I've got a theme of the year. I've got this specific goal of the year. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. We just had that conversation just a little bit ago. Oh really? With someone in the room. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. They're a word of the year person. They're a word of the year person. That is correct. I'm not. Me either. Like typically like. We do a theme for the church. Right. To And like, I kind of find myself in that theme. That's what me too. Yeah. But I've never done like, this is me. Yeah. And I really felt like this kind of started stirring back in October. Okay. Like I felt like, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to unspiritualize the language because it has to do with my relationship with God. So just sift through that. Do you that want if to? That's, well, I was just going to say for those who aren't believers, okay. sift through that if you want to. I didn't uh, want to feel him that I was imposing that upon you. Oh, good. I really felt like God was just telling me to, to not prep for a season of difficulty, but to willingly enter into a season of difficulty. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of like weird. Cause it was like prep for a season of difficulty. I'd be like, Oh, some stuff is about to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that's what it was. It was really just to say like, Hey, there's some, there's some hard things that you need to willfully engage in. And so as we came across kind of like the new year, this was starting back in October, as we came across the new year, I just started telling myself, that's what this year is. It's the year of hard things. And if I could just kind of share a little bit of that, like this is a self-imposed difficulty. Mm-hmm. Some of its disciplines, some of its decisions. And my, my aspiration within it is that... Um, there have been times in my life in which I willingly entered into uh, a far more disciplined season than others. I go back uh, early on when I was a youth pastor. Um, I just had all the freedom in my schedule in the world. Oh, is that what youth pastors have? <laughs> Stop it. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm saying when I was a youth pastor, gotcha. I... I, I thought I heard that. That's I'm sorry. That I'm is sorry. That, thank you for clarifying. Okay. Um, I worked on the, uh, I was the only office, only room in the second story of our building because my office story. was behind the screens in the sanctuary. Oh. <laughs> so That's to, amazing. So there is like, there is no passing by my office. I got you. Yeah. If the only reason why you were there was to go to my office yeah. or I guess if the screen ripped puppet, puppet shadows yeah, there you go. <laughs> or puppet shadows. So like, that's where my office was. Got it. Got it. And so it was like, and no one checked in. Like, when do you have to be in the office? No one cared. When do I need to go home? No one cared. 
And so for about six months, I just, I probably, you know what I did for six I months? I would love to I'm hear bring this. this back. So, I this spent is... way too much time working on my MySpace profile. <laughs> I set my theme music for my Full page. circle. I switched Top all eight. these other things. Yeah. All my teens were on MySpace, so I told myself, this ministry. Uh. Set my MySpace page. This is back when MySpace, like, was, like, competing with no, Facebook. Like, it, it was, was, yeah. It, it was, was ahead for a little bit. Yeah. And then after about six months of that, I felt like I need to adopt discipline. And so I realized in our church budget line, there was a development budget that no one used. And so I used it to buy every book I could get my hands on. And I read every single one of them. Wow. And I think I read like 70 books that year. Oh my gosh. Like what, like office time. I was like, I don't really have that much else I could do in the office. And yet I should be in the office. Some I felt like. I want to rip you apart right now, but yeah, that's I, I'm fair. not going to. No, that's, that's fair. <laughs> so I'm saying that like I have run in seasons where I've gone, Hey, I need to develop a greater level of discipline. And then seasons in which I've relaxed that. Yeah. I'm a pretty disciplined person to begin with. So even my relaxing of that, is probably stricter than a sure. lot. Agreed. But I really felt this next piece was just to go willingly enter difficulty. Don't at, um, at the time of the re- recording of this, I'm not yet 39. <laughs> at the time of the releasing, I'll be 39. Don't cap out at 39. Yeah. Like, don't let your greatest years of development to have already happened in your 20s and 30s. Re-enter that level of difficulty. That's good. And so this is what I'd just like to share is this is what I've been fascinated by is I didn't I didn't anticipate how this would shape my thinking. I didn't anticipate how the for me hashtag year of hard things yeah would shape how I thought about entering things that are difficult. And so I just kind of want to share, hey, this is what I'm learning. Yeah. About difficulty, about discipline, about these different things and being willing to embrace them. I think it's great. So we may we may do it like another one of these throughout the year like Yeah. or maybe in August or like this is the year that Kevin drove himself into the ground and yeah. <laughs> had no energy left whatsoever. Yeah. Maybe this is where we'll learn those different things. But this is what I'm learning right now, a couple months in or a month in to the year of hard things. And so the first thing I want to share is this, is that I have found that most of the pain is in the in-between. The pain is not in the difficult activity. The pain is in that gap between when I know what I need to do and when I actually do it. Yep. And so it would say like the, um, I, I put in my notes uh, further down that the pain is in the purgatory. <laughs> like it's that in between place, if that's helpful to remember. And so it's like the, I know I need to make this decision. I don't want to make this decision. Yeah. The longer I live in that gap, the more painful it is. I know I need to have this hard conversation. I don't want to have this hard conversation. And I realized that although having the hard conversation isn't fun, it is more painful to live in the in-between. The most simple thing. I typically uh, work out when I get home from the office and say like, there's so many times that I get home and I go, I know I need to work out. I don't want to work out. Mm. I'm really tired. I'll sit here and play on my phone for 20 minutes and then I'll get up and work out. Those 20 minutes are the least relaxing 20 minutes of my day because all I feel in that moment is the procrastination of what I know I should have been doing all along. Yeah. And so I, I've just been fascinated that by willingly embracing hard things, by willingly embracing difficulty, my pain level has actually gone down 
because I've reduced that gap. It's good. I just thought that was fascinating. I'm going to go, this is less stressful, less difficult than how I was living before because I'm just telling myself if it's difficult, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to wait. Yeah. Uh, second thing I'd like to share. I only have two things. Okay. Just to be clear. No, you're good. Is that when my identity is in doing hard things, when I tell myself this is the year of hard things, that when my identity is in doing hard things, that hard things become an opportunity and not an obstacle. It's good. And I know, I know this sound, this feels like uh self-help brouhaha. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like it feels like mumbo jumbo. Like it's just like the, yeah, that's what people tell themselves. Like, no, I found that this is the reality is that when I say, no, I'm someone who does difficult things. This is the year of hard things. When those things have come up, I don't view them as an obstacle. I view them as an opportunity to differentiate myself. And so I find myself like, this is not saying I'm telling myself this. I'm saying this is how my mind is functioning now without me leading it that way. That when like, hey, this is coming up, I'm going now. That's a chance for me to enter into who I want to become. That's good. That's an opportunity for me to differentiate myself from who I was before and from everyone else because I'm someone who does difficult things. And so now I'm excited about a chance to prove myself. And this is kind of like the, the metaphor that I've realized kind of associates with it, that there's a great difference between in sports playing a rival and just playing a cupcake game that you know you're going to win. You get up for the game for the rival. Sure. Like no one has to tell you to be pumped for the game for the rival. You have to will yourself to motivate yourself to play at your best for the game that you know you're going to win. Yeah. And when I view that I am someone who does what is difficult, when what is difficult comes up, I'm naturally already up for it. I'm excited about the opportunity instead of dreading the process of what it's going to take. Yeah, that's so good. I've just found that to be the, I, I kind of put his like closing point on this for me, that telling myself that hard things are the norm has made doing what is difficult, actually enjoyable. This is, if I share like all this, like I didn't set out for these things to happen. I just felt like I said, like God was leading me to go, this is a year in which you embrace what is difficult. So, yeah. Okay. And this is how it is reshaping my thinking in the process, which I didn't anticipate. Yeah, I mean, these are the results that you're starting to see because you were willing to enter into a hard season. Or yeah. Into, and it's not like, I think it's important too to just note that it's not like the other seasons that you lived in were cupcake seasons. Fair. Right, it's Good not statement. Right, like it wasn't like moving uh, our family across the wasn't like, like the down five states. Yeah, it wasn't like it's the Bengals playing the Steelers. I mean, that's, oh, that's a, you know what I mean. What it's, but like, but like the seasons that you're you're in is is just more difficult, harder than the ones that you've yeah had recently, right? Yeah. Because you're at the other side of a momentum swing. And now you're on this side of it, but then you're also doubling down on some personal yes. uh, things. Do you want to talk about any of those things? I think it's important because that's part of the hard things that you're entering into. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, there's no reason for you. So I'll just say it. Like one of the things is you're going to pursue a master's degree. Um, and then that will lead right into a doc doctorate program. Right? Yeah. I've, there, 
I've already got my master's, so it's I've got to finish out five classes to enter me into a doctorate program right. in the fall. There's really no reason on the surface yeah. to do it. Yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day. He said, why are you doing this? Do yeah. you, I know you don't care about the letters at the end of your name. Right. And I just said, I, I just feel like I need to push myself. Right. And he said, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, but But talk about what that means for you to push yourself in a hard season. Like what is, what is the outcome that, so these are what you're seeing right now. Like what you have here is what you're seeing as it, what yeah. is on the other side, what is this, what is you, what is the outcome that you're hoping that it does to you? I have, uh, I don't know if this or is within, where you're or asking, within you. but if I could give the self-reflection, okay, is, um, I always differentiate and we've talked about this before the difference between overwhelmed and overextended. Yeah. Overextended is just, there's too much going on. Yeah. Overwhelmed is, I don't know if I can handle this. Okay. Over, overextended is a matter of your schedule. There's literally not enough time in the day. Yeah. And I, I just felt like it has been such a long time since I felt intimidated by the challenge that was placed before me. Yeah. And I, I believe, um, I forget who said it, but like uh, the, the statement is, and I've used the loose metaphor before, but the statement is that uh, human beings are like rubber bands. They're most effective when they're stretched. Yeah. It has been a long time since I felt like I was really, really stretched to a significant level. And so my desire is to feel that again, gotcha. to go, how hard can I actually push myself? Right. How much can I actually grow in these different areas? Okay. So now the question becomes, what's the psychology behind that? Because yeah. most people aren't built that way. Did yeah. you learn it? Did you desire oh, it? Did you pray for it? Did you... Uh, is it just your DNA? God built you different than everybody else? Because I, let's just be honest. Most people aren't going like, I know a lot of people that I love dearly in my life. They're not waking up today. Man, I can't wait to be stretched this year so hard that I'm yeah. just really struggling. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm laughing, but I'm serious. Like no one's waking up, not no one, but most people aren't waking up that way. I don't know what how to answer it? that. I kind of want you to. I mean, like, part of it is, like, I don't want my most effective... I don't want my most effective years in my life and my greatest seasons of growth to cap out in my early 30s or late 20s. Yeah. And I just look at that and I go, man, that would... If, if I get to... Uh, there's this thing that I read, which it may be on my list. I don't want to put it fully on my list yet. Uh -oh. But to go like 70% of people who run a marathon for the first time, their single digit ends in nine. Like they're like nine, yeah, yeah. 19. Well, yeah. they're probably not oh, nine. Oh, that's, that's from the, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah, win yeah. book by Dan Pink. Yeah. 19, yeah. 29, 39, 49. Yep. There's something about that coming up on the next decade. Uh, that you yeah. go, I don't mean this like midlife crisis. Okay, can yeah. I be clear? Yeah, you're living but out go, the... I better get this in. Yeah. And there's this piece of me that. that just looks at it and goes... I see so many people, we're in a series right now, I've been in the content yeah. of why you're not different. Yeah. And people don't do the things that actually causes them to change and grow. Right. It would suck if my greatest years of growth were already behind me. Yeah. Like that would, that would just be awful. Yeah. And so it's, it's really for me an exploration of not just what I can do, but who I'll become. And the thing within all this that I'm just fascinated by is that when I tell myself that I'm someone who does difficult things, 
difficult things don't seem that difficult. And I begin to delight in them. I thought this was going to be like a psychologically, a mentally taxing year. Yeah. And what I have found is just the opposite. That when I say I'm going to do what's difficult, it's actually all feels so much easier. And it's, uh, I will, I will absolutely agree with that because you have said to me over the last, I don't know, month or so, this is a year of difficult things. And it's, it's almost like you're holding, you're, you're, you're telling it to yourself through me yeah. and others, but to me, but then it's also an accountability thing that when the hard things coming, it's yeah. not like it was a surprise. Yes. I've oh. already told myself I'm entering into the, the hard thing. So when it happens, not only do I know, but I know, and maybe other people know that it's actually going to happen. It's not like a saying. <laughs> if I could recap the conversation that happened right before this episode, we we're talking about this with Caleb, who's right here with us. And Caleb shared some hard stuff going on and things he has to do. And I said, it's the year of hard things. And Caleb goes, I didn't realize that was true for me too. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm dragging y'all with me. Yeah. Like if I'm doing it, it's going to happen to you guys as well. Right. Exactly. But I mean, there's an accountability piece to that. Not that, that you're not going to actually dinner, but that, uh, that it's not a surprise that you've already set yourself up mentally to obtain or to enter into the season. And I think that's so important. When I was asking about, is it in your DNA? I think it's that you're, you're just willing to enter into these things where a lot of people would say that's just too much. Um, if I could go back to the, to the, for me, it's like, man, if, if, and I'll just make it spiritual. Cause that's, well, yeah. that's what I do. Um, is like, if, if I am, I want to be stretched. I mean, I am stretched. I'm completely stretched. I probably live my life probably too stretched at, at times. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I, when I, when I, when I read the Bible and it says that I'm made in the image of God, yeah, God did really hard things through people like, like really hard things. Like you think about Jesus being sent. Yeah, for us like that was that could have never been an easy decision. It's really hard decisions. And if I'm made in God's image, there is no way I want to live a life short of who he's created me to be. Yeah, I don't want any part of that life. And I want to be able to when I meet Jesus say, hey, I did everything that I thought I was supposed to do that you called me to do. Yep. I don't want to have that conversation and go. I left that on the table. There's this uh, there's this quote. I'm jumping off of what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, that we've said before that um, hard times create strong men. Yeah. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men and weak men create hard times. Yeah. And so I think the piece in there is that you can understand that you are not just a product of your circumstance. You're not just a victim of the scene that you've been placed in. That the, the difficult times that you're like, the, the degree of difficulty in the times that you're in creates the person that you are. And so if you find yourself in easy times, what you might need to do if you want to be a strong person is to create the difficult times so that will good. produce that character. So good. That's incredible. I That's mean, my hope. Yeah. That's my hope for me. Yep. That's my hope for everyone is that um, I think we've subverted the conversation and instead of having a conversation about strength, we only have a conversation about safe Oh, that's good. And safe does not create strength. And so instead of creating people who can rise to the occasion, we try to create insulation of our circumstances in which we're bubbled in. Oof. And to say like, maybe the, what I have found is that difficulty is actually a delight. And I, 
I see myself like what I hope people see is like what I'm trying to share is I can see how literally my thinking process is changing about what is difficult. And it's actually not nearly as hard as I thought it was going to be because I tell myself this is what I do. That's so good, man. Uh, we're going to end it there. I'm going to check back with you uh, Let's do in it. July. Alrighty. We're going to give you a timeline of July because you'll you'll be back from... The year that Kevin drove himself into the ground. Yeah. Well, you see or the, the year of hard things part two. That's it. It could be that. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us. If you did that now, also post about it. Rate and review or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you trying to get better like us. And uh, man, if you want to know more about what's going on, visit leadinghope.online. Join the Leading Hope community. DM us on Instagram. If you have questions, we want to hear from you because you are important. <laughs> And uh, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better Woo. leader. Make it count.